Hey guys, this is Joey and welcome to my audio zone. This is the place where I will share music related content, interviews and of course new music. So Dick, uh, first of all, thanks for your time. Uh, nice to be here with you. Could you give us a small introduction of yourself and your company? Sure. Um, I'm Dick, Dick de Groot, uh, founder of Be Yourself Music. Uh, started, founded it in 2005. Now existing then for 12 years. Um, what else do you want to know? Uh, well, I think that was small enough, right? Yeah, that was actually small. <laughs> small <laughs> enough. How did you end up in the in this industry? Like, why did you start to be yourself, or what what were you doing before be yourself? Wow. Okay. Okay. How we'll I started? That's that, that that's go. Then we go way back. Yeah. But, um, I started uh, be yourself music basically from the ashes from um, what once was IDT Music. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, head of A and R. IDT for six years, uh, and in like middle of 2004, I was sitting down with uh, uh, the owner of IDT, Duncan, mm-hmm. um, talking about the future of um, uh, uh, where we should go or we were going with uh, IDT, mm-hmm. um, and basically the whole discussion or the whole talk ended up that we decided to split up. Um, I took. I uh, uh, was going to take the whole music department with me, mm-hmm. which I basically renamed to BSL Music. Okay. Um, and they continued to do the events. Um, What kind of events did they do after that? Uh, well, it was still the same. So it was Sensation, Trans Energy, okay. uh, 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 what else was it, Mr. Land. So, you know, that's also the, the, the events we created when I was there. Yeah. Um, which I was part of uh, because I started there after the Gabber Thunderdome era, which mm-hmm. was 98. Um, and because the whole Gabber scene, the hardcore scene was kind of dead. Yeah. Uh, they, and so IDT had to transform into, you know, a, a, an all round company. Yeah. Um, and I started there to set up the whole, uh, uh, um, music well, department. Yeah, music department for dance music. Okay. So, um, And then we set up Inner City, Trans Energy, Sensation later on. Mm-hmm. Mr. Land was already there, uh, which which was kind of a hardcore festival that we kind of, uh, how do you say it, uh, uh, re-branded uh, uh, to like the festival as, to, as it is today. And how is it for you to see that those events like Sensation ended up being so enormously big? That was cool. Yeah. But it was also the right time, the right era, you know. It was not, yeah, of course, I, yeah. you know, I was just part of it, and basically it was the event department who created it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was multiple factors why it became a success, and it was just cool to see, you know, that you yeah, were part of something that became really big. Yeah, you know, same as with the first event that we, you know, how look how big and how professional it looked. It kind of was like, okay, let's do an event at the, at the uh, arena. Uh, the IX Arena, and everybody was probably laughing. Well, <laughs> laughing, you know. Other organizations, uh, uh, they were like, you, "You're you're stupid to do an event there." Duncan was like, "Okay, let's do it. Fuck everybody, let's do it." Mm-hmm. And then it looked like it was all planned that this the, the first anthem, Sickness X, the 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 uh, the Super, super String, string. Yeah. was meant to be the the anthem. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was not. 
I had the rec. I, I licensed the, the original record as Rank One to do a remix. Mm-hmm. I had that that record ready to put out. Okay. Then we sat down like, ah, shit, we need an anthem for the for the for the fa- for you know for the event. And I, and I was like, okay, I have the song, and I was my gut feeling said this is the right song for that fest- for or for that event. At first, they were not convinced. You know, the guys who were doing the you know the the, the, the event department. Mm-hmm. Then the Miles, who, you know, uh, Duncan's brother who died. Mm-hmm. I told Miles, like, this is the only song, this is going to work, trust me. And then he started working on the commercial and, and he came back like, holy fuck, this is this is big. So And then it became yeah. uh, uh, the event. So it was cool to be part of all the successes and especially when you're, you know, looking from the other side, how things went yeah. and then exploded. So Okay, so you took the, the musical the department with you and started yeah. and called it Be Yourself Music. Yeah. How did Be, Be Yourself started? Like, was it already uh, like it is now, like having more uh, different kind of labels underneath it, or was it just one label? No, we had we started with three labels. I decided to split things up. Mm-hmm. When at IDT, I wanted everything on a one uh, on a one brand, one mm-hmm. label, which was IDT. Yeah. Because I still don't, and at that time, I still didn't want to believe in that every genre needed its own label. Yeah. Obviously, for when you look at uh, at the club scene, you know a certain label yeah. has a kind of uh, music style. But with IDT, I had Eric Murillo on the label, uh, but also Marco V and Rank One, so it was kind of everything, um, which worked. Yeah. Um, but then when I set up BSL Music, I was like, okay, let's split things up because it might work better. And at that time, there was also kind of already. A more diversification of all the, the music mm-hmm. going on. So I set up high contrast, which was more like the big room trance kind of sound. Yeah. Big and dirty house. And then I gave Marco V his own label in charge because he was really looking for, well, to have his own uh, 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 label with his own yeah, distinctive sound back then. Okay. Nice. And then one year later, I think we started with uh, Dirty Soul. Yeah. And all of those labels are actually still. Uh, in Still the running, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they're doing well actually. Yeah. So, could you tell me a bit more about uh, what you do as a label? What what artists can expect from you when they sign a record at Dirty Soul <coughs> or Big and Dirty? Or because a lot of artists actually think it's just signing a, a, an agreement and that track will be available on Spotify and iTunes. But what's the thing that happens behind the scenes? Because there's actually a lot to it yeah could you explain well there, yeah the, well there are labels who yeah they, mainly they, are, they yeah. sign they sign yeah. a track and they put it out and like okay we did our job that's one of the problems at this moment <laughs> <I> yeah <know. laughs> um and that basically uh, um came that whole way of putting out records that uh, started with this whole edm era mm-hmm. um, it's like three years ago or? well started five years ago five, when okay, this yeah. when this big room house sound came up yeah there were later a lot of a small label starting, they just signed an artist, put the record out, that was it. Yeah. There was no uh, uh, long-term uh, planning for an artist. I guess it was more one-offs, right? Like yeah, it was all It was all about one-offs. Everybody was looking for the next yeah. big thing. Yeah. So. And and um, what I what we're doing now, again, um, what how we also started with Be Yourself mm-hmm. uh, in 2005 and how I worked at IDT, mm-hmm. um, we want to 
establish long-term relationship with the artist. Yeah. So once you, once we do a deal, we're gonna we're not gonna just putting out a record. We're gonna work on like a career plan for the artist, a release plan. So a long-term plan for the artist, but also promote these records. So if the first one doesn't kick off, it's not that we're not interested anymore, mm. and we start working on the next one. Yeah. And that's with the one-offs, you know. Obviously, if there's this one-off coming in. And it's a big record. You sign it, but of course, yeah. But when you um, when you sign like multiple tracks, of course, there's room for investments as well. Yeah, and that's uh, probably yeah. interesting for the artist as well. It is. It is. You know, if you if you if you're a young artist and 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 uh, well, obviously you wanna build a career in the music industry. Yeah, you should look for a label who wants to invest in your career. Yeah, definitely. Because um, you can also do it yourself, but. That's going to be really hard. The fun um, thing is that I've been in that position actually, like five to three, three to five years ago. And when I look at things now, I blame myself. Like, why did I, why did I never make that uh, decision to go but, to one label? But that's also because you started in that yeah, pre that's EDM true. era. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I was all about this one-offs. And for me, it was like the non-creative, non-interesting part of the music industry mm-hmm. because it was about the one-offs. And you know, I like to establish a relationship with the artist because mm-hmm. um, I always say like you work together uh, it's a it's a team effort yeah, you know course, it's not yeah. just you're an artist here label put the record out and basically you don't don't speak to each other yeah. if the relationship is good you work harder for each other that's how I, we worked back then at IDT that's how I started work with Marco V and Rank One and Svensson mm-hmm. Aguila same as with Eric Morillo back then you know yeah. he was already big but so that's a different story but Marco V is a good example he was like a no name in Holland, mm-hmm. but not outside of Holland. And then we started on, uh, we said, okay, well, you know, we're going to work on your own sound and, you know, keep on releasing music and, and let's build your profile. Yeah. So in the end, he was like one of the big DJs from Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also what I would, you know, what we do now at, at Be Yourself again is like we're looking for artists to, to work on a long term relationship. Then it makes sense to invest in his career so mm-hmm. uh, the promotion of a record but also the promotion of an artist like the complete brand actually yeah you're basically basically you're, yeah. you're, you're almost investing in the brand yeah. of the artist okay and, and it's it is important definitely it is yeah. important and when you talk about uh, promoting the track from the label side what do you mean like uh, do you only send it to uh, do you send it, like to a local newspaper nowadays or do you send it to <laughs> blogs or <laughs> What, what what can people expect actually? What's your vision on that? Um, it's it's promoting to the stores, okay. from the beatboards, the Spotify's to let's say iTunes, mm-hmm. uh, but also to the blogs. If it's the right record, we're going to bring it to radio. Yeah. And if it's not Dutch radio, then we have international radio shows to start yeah. promoting. So you look at the the, the widest possible uh, way of promoting a single mm-hmm. or a record, and it's. You know, there are various ways to make a, se- a single successful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, so your question was again, how to? Uh, what do you mean with promoting a track? Like which kind of channels or possibilities do you use to promote the track? Yeah, but well, as I was saying, you know, it's like yeah. from radio to streaming to download, even yeah. YouTube. You know, you look at like every possible way to promote a record. The blogs are important too. You know, there's Hype Machine, there's... Uh, various, you know, there can be a, a record be very successful thanks to being number one on Hype Machine, or it can be very successful because it's in the right playlist on Spotify. But can also start the other way around, that it starts on radio. Mm-hmm. So basically, you make the right plan for 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 yeah. that single. So each track um, has its own 
like marketing plan. Yeah, but also every artist has his own yeah, marketing plan. Because every track is different, every track needs a different yep. road to, to walk. Okay, and um, if you look at the music industry right right now, like where we are now, how things are going now with Spotify and the streaming part and yeah. the sales are going down and Final is getting uh, back to life actually. What's your opinion <coughs> on that? Because you've seen the scene uh, like 15 years ago, maybe even 20 years ago. What's your opinion on that? How, how do you see the, the scene right now? Do you think it's positive? Do you think it's negative? What do you think it's positive? I'm very positive about the scene right now. Okay, why? Different than five years ago. Uh, because basically it's about music again. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm, I'm talking very negative about this EDM era, but uh, um, that was more about how big is my social media profile. Yeah. Um, it was not about, the music came uh, a second. Yeah. And that's, you know, in the end, I would say like, look at every artist from Calvin Harris to, to, to let's say, Disclosure to whatever artist. Mm -hmm. You first start noticing them through their music. Yeah. Um, and it's an EDM era that was everything sounded the same. So the only difference people could make, like, is showing how big they were What's on the social media yeah, and the with their own brand. brand. Yeah. Um, because all the music was, well, let's say, uh, 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 replaceable with another track. Mm -hmm. um, and now you have artists who have their own sound. If you look at Flume, if you look, well, I was saying Disclosure, if you look at Z, whatever. Change they have the, Chainsmokes yeah. also. They have their own sound. It's very recognizable. Which I think is very positive um, development in the music because now it's being, you know, you can be creative. You can do any sound you want, mm -hmm. as long as it's good, of course. But uh, and that's a way to make a breakthrough. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's not about how much money do I push on my own social media. Mm -hmm. It's more like, you know, there were a lot of copycats back then. Everybody was doing the everybody same thing. Were, and now everybody was copying each other. <laughs> yeah. We had the same and, sample and, 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 and stuff. Yeah, and now it's more like, okay, you know, I'm. This is my sound. This is what I stand for, um, and that's in the end what music should yeah. be about. You yeah, know, if you want to be an artist, you should not copy. You should be getting inspired by other artists yeah. and create your own sound with it. Yeah, but that's something you you always see, like <clears throat> right now as well, uh, like Chainsmokers uh, develop some kind of new sound, and eventually everybody ends up making that sound. Of course, but that 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 it's happened. Like a logical thing. The same same thing happened 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. That's that's okay. nothing different. So. If you really want to stand out, mm -hmm. you have to. You need to have something, something unique. You know, yeah. look at guys like, uh, let's say Skrillex, let's say Dead Mouse, perhaps. Dead Mouse. Look at every big artist. Mm -hmm. Chainsmokers, same thing. They have this own recognizable sound. Yeah, and you can just d debate a lot about it who's right or wrong about but in the end all the big names internationally they yeah, have their own yeah, sound yeah. yeah that's true and if you see uh, if you look at social media like uh, social media have become a big part of uh, yeah. artist careers nowadays and uh, very much different from 10 years ago uh, it all started actually with EDM era I guess so if you look at social media like how do you um, how do you see um artists evolving with social media and their music like because you say an artist has to has to have his own sound but social social media is also really important so does it has to work together like do you have a strong do you need a strong branding that connects to your music or yeah but it what needs, do you expect it, it, from an artist when he walks into the into the door first of all 
it's about the music. Yeah. Secondly, so that's the first thing. That's the that's first thing first for me. Priority. First thing. First okay. thing. Music is will always be for me the most important. Okay. There will always be. There's always an, always an exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. You know, there can also be this artist which like with his image or whatever really stands out, or the way mm-hmm. he, he 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 does his social media. You're like, okay, you know. We should work on the music, but this is really potential. Yeah. But in general, it's about the music that comes okay. first. Secondly, it's about the presence. Mm-hmm. And presence also means like his image uh, uh, um, and where he wants to stand for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then third comes basically also well on second and third almost equally, but also the, the social media presence. Yeah. But it's it has to come. It has to go in a natural way. It's not only about this social media presence, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, um, someone, well, well, you know, and every artist is different in that. Mm-hmm. You know, one artist uh, is posting like, for example, twenty selfies on uh, on on social media daily. Mm-hmm. The other one is hardly even posting one selfie on uh, on yeah. social media each day, because every artist is different. Yeah, but that's also because you have to feel comfortable as an artist yeah. posting yeah. twenty posts a day or one post yeah. a day. Or and so, if you don't feel naturally, I know that there's still a lot of artists pushing themselves or being pushed by managements or mm-hmm. or labels to post more but I still believe and you know always open to discussion with people about it but I still believe that it's makes more sense to post stuff that um, relates to yourself and doesn't make yeah. sense sometimes less is more yeah I, I, I really agree with that because you see a lot of people posting stuff nowadays that just it's just ridiculous like why, why well, I also, also see a lot of artists posting a lot of stuff yeah and drop shit music. Yeah. And I would rather have it the other way around. Yeah, that's true. But maybe that's the, that's the era we live in right now because social media is becoming true. such a big part. And maybe within two years we will say, what the hell were we thinking two years ago? That's probably the way. No, it's no, no, go. true, true, true. Uh, so taking it back, of taking it further into the future, um, how would you like to see uh, the music industry evolve within the next five years? Like, what do you think uh, the the next big thing will be? Will Spotify evolve to the next big thing, or will it be a new platform we don't know about? Or well, th- th- that's an interesting question because, like ten years ago, nobody was talking about streaming. No. Everybody was still talking about downloading. Mm-hmm. They were like talking about and, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember that ten years ago. Well, no, no, it was even longer because it was back at IDNT. We were talking about like the future is going to be, you know, like in fifteen years. We're mm-hmm. almost now there. Um, they were like, okay, people gonna, you know. They're gonna use their TV as their home computer. Everybody's gonna, you know, gonna watch the internet from TV. Fifteen years ago, that was like future music. Yeah. Now it's, you know, look at Netflix. You're streaming everything. Yeah. So the music consumption was when the whole download era came. That was like a big revolution, and then now it's all about streaming. I think nobody can predict now what is going to be in five years or ten years from now. No, but if I've you look like uh, like the, the moment we are at now, like streaming is a really big part. Final is, is, is on its way back uh, there again. Uh, downloads on iTunes are yeah, mm-hmm. going down. Um, I personally think that um, the on-demand part, like Netflix, Spotify, people just want to listen no, yeah. and, and view the things on the moments they have time because everybody's busy, everybody's having things to do. Yeah, but but streaming, you know, in, in, in five years from now, everything is about streaming. Yeah. But I think that will always, you know, same as you see now with the physical market, with mm-hmm. vinyl coming back and stuff, there will always be a demand for, I think, physical. I don't know how it is in five years from now, yeah. but the main thing will be streaming. 
I'm not sure if there's going to be in, in five years from now if there's going to be something different as besides Spotify, Deezer, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Apple Music, whatever the, the music stream. I don't see what the next step is going to be. There will always be, but I think there will be a different module of way of consuming the streaming music. Yeah, I think so too. Because now it's all divided, and and there's a free tier with uh, with Spotify. You have the premium accounts. Mm-hmm. Apple Music only wants to have premium accounts, but I think it will be more about streaming than you know. Downloads will will be less. Yeah, I guess. Because yeah. in the end, you know. People don't have to own the music. There will also be people who want to own music. That's also the reason why physical yeah. music is making co- items yeah. and stuff. That's making a comeback. But the majority doesn't want to own stuff anymore. It's all, let's say, as people like to say, it, in the cloud. Because yeah. streaming basically is playing it from the cloud. Yeah, so, and and with the five G coming up, now we're going really technical. I think yeah. it's going to be more about streaming than ever. Yeah, me too, because even the biggest companies like Facebook and stuff, they're working on uh, satellites that are going around the yeah. world. So the whole world has, has uh, Wi-Fi anywhere in the world. Yeah. So I guess that all those possibilities help all the people from all over the world to get access to the internet, to get access to Spotify. Uh, so I think streams will only go up within the yeah. next five years. And, it, and the positive thing is that it makes easier for everybody around the world yeah. to find your music yeah definitely yeah so the the, the we we'll always say like mu- dance music is worldwide it is a worldwide market mm-hmm. it isn't because in africa they don't really listen to that music yeah or in china because it's not accessible also mm-hmm. but with mobile it will be then again there will also be a lot of music coming from africa and china definitely, and stuff yeah. so we'll even harder to be found as yeah, an artist that's true. Okay. Um, so it also makes that you really have to you know the copycats will will it will be much harder for the copycats to 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 come through it's about yeah. really being individual as you an artist stands for something yeah, yeah of yeah. course okay and and where do you see radio in this picture like do you think radio is going to um, lose listeners as well with the young generation yes yeah, but you also have streaming radio at the moment. You have uh, platforms like TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Yeah. Um, me personally, I think that's the way to go, the streaming part, because if you look like uh, Sonos and all those, those things yeah. you can buy for your in-house uh, system, I think everything is going wireless in-house. Actually, at my place, everything is wireless. I know Same you have, Yeah, I know you have a Sonos set as well. Um, if I look at that system and looking looking into the future i think most uh households will have a system like that within yeah. five to ten years right now so i think that's fast you mean europe then uh yeah probably europe and the states yeah and, states, and probably uh, japan and china um but i think because of that because everybody has access to the systems uh, and to the software people will start streaming way way easier and way quicker than just turn on the radio the, the, yeah the positive thing is that it's going to be like that also see a lot of streaming you know on demand it's going to be more on demand yeah but the only thing what you can see is in the future it's going to be really divided you know there's you know, these days radio is still a very big influence on when it comes to music yeah. and when what becomes a hit and what doesn't but that's because they have a big crowd yeah okay and you know once radio start playing it a lot of people will hear the record mm-hmm when everything on demand and everybody's listening to their own stuff, it's going to be harder. Yeah. So the influence yes. is going to be, for radio, is going to be less. Still in five years, there will be radio because mm-hmm. 
uh, I think the kids will well the kids the youngsters will listen less to radio because mm-hmm. they're already growing up with yeah. on demand stuff um, the older generation will still listen to radio so there will be a shift in the kind of radio shows which are on so, air so, you, so the radio uh, at this point is uh, where we are now is like still a big influencer but in the future you think the radio will well, yeah, we'll go a bit down. But it, yeah, but it, it doesn't. You know, it, it's hard to predict your future because that's the same thing as like ten years ago. Serious, there was the debate going on like vinyl is dying. Within five years, yeah. nobody is buying vinyl anymore. And, and what is he yeah. now? It's making yeah. a comeback. And I think with radio, you know, on one hand you're going to say it's all going to be the, on demand, but in the end, you know, there's a lot of, of course, there's radio on demand and people still talking because. You know, a lot of people listen to music, but let's say when you're working um, uh, when you're working on a construction site, you want to hear that radio. You want to hear the DJ talking. Yeah. You want to hear different kind of music and stuff. You're not going to put up a playlist. Yeah. That's um, actually a lot of people because we're in the music industry and we we like listening to music and finding new music yeah. and new artists. But the most of the people just want to hear music, yeah. And they they're pretty. It's it's all background, yeah. You know, it's it's it's, and and when it's you know, why does radio play like a hit song every two hours? Because in, they already know that people in, in average listen for uh, to radio for two hours. Yeah, so every two hours when you play the hits hour, again, yeah. Yeah. So when you listen to it all day, you're like again that song. Mm-hmm. But again that song means that it's a hit. Mm-hmm. and you start recognizing it. So we are always looking for, in the music industry, you know, if you're a producer or an artist or as a label, we're always looking for new music. So we're looking also like, okay, you know, this on-demand thing, that's going to be the next thing. Spotify, everybody's listening to playlists. But still a lot of people don't listen to only to playlists. Oh, that's true. But I think it's fun to see that the sound in the Spotify playlist section mm-hmm. um, is actually a bit different than what you listen on the radio. Because the I think one of the biggest streaming... Uh, sound on Spotify is like the indie kind of sound the, yeah the more underground sound yeah but don't forget that the majority of listeners on Spotify yeah, that's still the big hits no it's kids let's say between 10 and 25 yeah the, the, the young genre. the older generation yeah. is not on Spotify yet mm-hmm. so obviously the, mu- the music consumption you see on Spotify is music that attracts Young people, yeah. Young people. Okay, yeah. So, in five... The funny... The interesting thing is what is going to be in five years from now? Because mm-hmm. I think from this year on, a lot of the older generation, let's say four, 35, 40 plus, will come on Spotify. Yeah, of course. My parents have Spotify as well. So, it's going to change mm-hmm. uh, the music consumption there. Because now, it looks like rock music is dead. Yeah, but it will come back. Like well, what if the 40 plus will come, you know? So artists like Bruce Springsteen and those kind of guys will probably have more streams in the next Then everybody's going to stream that. So it's Interesting. And I'm not saying it's going to be the biggest music, but it's going to make a shift there. Yeah. And and so basically Spotify now is only for the young generation, mm-hmm. which is cool. But, you know, it's a good thing now for dance music, especially because, you know, it's a really... That's why all the majors also want to assign dance music, because it is fast consuming music yeah. and everybody on Spotify all the kids Young listen to that stuff yeah, yeah. Okay. but yeah so it's your earlier question was what's it going to be in five years it's going to be interesting and but I think you know as a label as an artist you, as an artist you should focus on branding your own or, or working on your own sound as a label you always have to look at where the market is 
heading to. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's changing fast, you know. It is, yeah, definitely. Um, the way of cons- consuming, the way which sound is popular, mm-hmm. you know. At the moment in Holland, it's all about this Dutch hip hop. Yeah. Internationally, it's about it's the future base. Yeah. It's it's future base. It's this this uh, a chain smoker sound. Yeah, but there's only one hit record in another sound coming and it's all shifting to that other direction so it's um, all in all it's interesting period okay uh, well we're approaching uh, the 30 minutes so I would like to end this session with to one knock it off yeah <laughs> with just one uh, question left yeah what kind of advice would you like to give uh, an artist that wants to get his track signed because what what's the main thing you would would give them as an advice that's probably the, the thing from just before you send it out, mm-hmm. don't play it to friends because they always say like, ah, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, your inner circle yeah, always loves yeah. your music, of course. But play your music in between some other big records in the same okay. style. And if it's if it can test, if it sends out, then you can send it out. Okay. Um, and don't be too quick to send stuff out. Work on your sound. Okay. Because um, you only have a few chances with a label. You know, if you send 10 demos and the first two, three are really crap, mm-hmm. Number 10, they're not easy to check because then they know your name. Like, oh, this, So you do listen you? to all the demos that are coming in? Almost. Or okay. I have my team listening to it. Yeah, of course, yeah. You have it's like easier. people <laughs> <ready> to listen. <laughs> no. okay. but, but, uh, um, and then when you send it out, do your homework. Send it to a label that fits yeah. the record. Don't or, just send it out to anyone. Yeah, or you know that the label is open-minded to sign different stuff. Okay. And make sure when you send it, it's a personal email to that person you send it to. Don't send out a general email because no label is listening to that demo. That's true. That's the biggest mistake label uh, 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 artists make. Um, And also don't make it look like it's only in the header say, hello, Joey, for example, and then it's a general email. Yeah, it doesn't work. Make sure you did your homework, you know something about the label you send it to Mm -hmm. because it also shows that you're interested and it right away, you know, when I would receive a, a demo like that, and, you know, so it's, it's, and they say something about the labels we have or the artists we work with, and you know, they think you can relate. I'm like, okay, you did your homework. I'm personal. interested. Yeah. I'm interested to listen to it because, mm-hmm. and when it's generally, I'm like, okay, when I have time, I'm going to listen to it. But again, the most important thing is don't send it out too quick. I know, you know, if you're producing for a year, sure, can be a hit record, but yeah. don't think when you have something, okay, I have a hit record, send it out. Make sure it's really good yeah. and be very. Be your own biggest critic. Yeah, that's actually a good tip because I think a lot of people send out tracks way too early, uh, even when it's not finished at all, and they just think like, I need feedback, and they send it out for feedback. But that's also the moment their name ends up in your mailbox with a track that's not finished. Yeah. So that's a big mistake there. Yeah. Okay, well, um, yeah, let's uh, round it up here. I want to thank you for your uh, inspiring uh, tips and, and talks and stuff. No problem, Dr. Joey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thanks a lot.